And I can't help but think like we have computers now. You don't have to do that. You can put that stuff on a flash drive and carry it with you. Like you're telling me as smart as you guys are, you could figure this all out based on paper. I mean, they had to print the stuff out even. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Matt and Heiner. Better red than dead. And Ian Anderson. Some shit. Do you ever find yourself wondering if you spend the time, money, or both on a movie? Well, we're here to answer that question for you. Each week, we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead, hit that like or subscribe button if you haven't already. Tell a friend about us. That's how we help the podcast grow. Today, we're reviewing Mortal Kombat. It was released April 23rd, 2021. It was written by Greg Russo and Dave Callahan. It was directed by Simon McCoy. It stars Louis, Louis Tan, Jessica McNamee, Josh Lawson, Joe Taslam, McCod Brooks, Hiroyuki Sonata, Chin Han, Ludi Lin, and Max Huang. MMA fighter Cole Young seeks out Earth's greatest champions in order to stand against the enemies of Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. If you haven't listened to us before, if it's your first time, we will go through and talk about this movie, things we like, things we hate, and we'll give it a rating from 0 to 5 at the end so that you know where this movie stands amongst today the three of us. So let's dive right in, guys. If you watched our spoiler-free, you know kind of where this might be headed with me and Mattson ready to shit all over this movie, and Ian may have to defend it a little, thank goodness. But I will tell you that my biggest problem was and i was telling you in this yesterday there was a youtube series that was two seasons long it wasn't an official youtube it was just these guys that made like a mortal Kombat mini movie series or something like that called mortal Kombat legacy if you want to watch something that's valuable good storyline good acting and a couple of recognizable actors nobody a-list obviously b-list c-list shit but they're pretty good and the storyline's amazing. It's grounded in reality. There's none of this weird overplay of the mystical, crazy shit. And it's extremely violent and has a really good storyline. Go watch that. It's two seasons. I think there's like eight episodes or something like that total. But it's fun. It's violent. It's interesting. I wish they kept making them. And that's who I thought was. I had heard rumor that the person that had written, the people that had written this movie were involved in that series. And no, they were not, unfortunately. Because the storyline in this movie blows ass it, why didn't like they could have they i thought they were going to reset all of this clearly there's more movies as i expected with you know jumping to the end just people know that but i thought they were going to introduce like what is mortal combat like how how does this even set up all those things but they just went into the assumption of no we're we're already going into to why this is the case and and i can get why because they know we have an established fan base this isn't new to people but man it did not work at all like they went in it was like we were already halfway into the story and I wanted them to re-explain why Mortal Kombat, because even in the old ones, it wasn't, at least in the 95 version, they kind of gave you some semblances of why, but they didn't do a great job, let's be honest there. But this one, they did it just a poor, poor, poor of making any connection to me of like, well, why were they even fighting nine tournaments leading into this 10th one? Why can they just all of a sudden subservient the rules and not have to fight in Mortal Kombat? Why does that even matter? And you could give me a story there. You could build something that to me isn't like amazingly compelling, but something that at least gives me a reason to care because it just didn't work. And that really, really bothered me that they just assumed that I didn't need to know why we even had to have Mortal combat which in this movie we didn't even have it was yeah. outside of the bounds of mortal so I was like oh okay so what is this like cheating combat or something like well, come on i will say in defense of it the opening eight minutes nine minutes is very entertaining and it was really 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, and it led to some serious disappointment, more so probably than it would have got. If it had started out shitty, I would have been like, oh, we're in for a shitty ride. But that opening sequence where you get Sub-Zero and Scorpion when they Mm -hmm. were like in the 1600s, when they were their actual human versions of themselves and they were the fight between the their two clans like that shit was badass. The fight was cool. The blood was cool. The introduction there was cool. And then after that was over, like, it just kind of, it went fucking downhill from that. And even the introduction to, like, Raiden coming in and taking the the little baby, I was like, this is cool. And I was like, this is fun. Okay, maybe this is what I'm wanting to see. And then we cut to Cole Young, who is this new character, never been in any Mortal Kombat games, never been interested. And I'm okay Look, I have no problem introducing a new character to carry us through these characters and storylines and visuals that we're used to from the game. What I'm not okay with is how unlikable and unrelatable this character is to me. Like, I had no tie into him other than the whole he's there to protect his family and he's much like Scorpion in that way. But I never tied him to Scorpion other than it was obvious, like hit me with a sledgehammer in the nose obvious that he was a descendant of Mm -hmm. Scorpion, right? And, it, you know, he had those same traits where family was the most important thing to him. But I was like, what a weak sauce storyline. And I got this protagonist that I just don't give a shit about. So I've been thinking about it more like why I like was entertained by this movie. And I think having no information about Mortal Kombat before is what made it interesting for me because it was it was all new. Like I didn't know about Outer World and Earth Realm and all this jazz. So I think coming into it without any expectations and without any prior experience is what made it a little more entertaining because everything that was going on, I'd never heard of before. So maybe that maybe kind of like a little two cents of for those that may be thinking about watching or not. If you don't have the experience, it might be a little more entertaining. That's a fair point. Yeah, I can't deny that a lot of my disappointment comes from past experience with Mortal Kombat in all of its shapes and forms. Sure, but still, man, like, why is the outer world even needing, like, need to fight Earth? Yeah, I I get the outer world literally has no place for them to go crops, and maybe they should look into what they're doing to their planet. Let's start there first before they just come (laughs) to Earth and pillage everything. To me, if I didn't know anything, I'd like to know, well, why in the hell is this combat even necessary? Why did they have nine? And it just, if I'm just trying to be objective from, I don't understand anything about Mortal Kombat. And Ian, I don't, I don't know much about Mortal Kombat. I've just seen the old ones play the video games here and there and i just i wanted this to be a compelling story we're in the 21st century we've had a lot of good movies we have a lot of good writers i just don't get how something that was written like this how can they say this is what we're going to give the people because if they had people like you and i starting to watch this and give our opinions i think all of us would even even you ian not knowing much would be like look i'm I'm entertained but there's a lot of non-connections that just you could write this better and this would be a better movie and that's what surprises me with something as big as this is how does something like this make this to the end and the people that are a part of it are very proud the people that should be proud are the the cgi artists hell yeah damn straight they killed this movie i got nothing but praise for those people amazing but the writing and the acting you can't you can't watch this at the end and be proud of that yeah the story wasn't that good but there are elements that were interesting and to be fair i don't think i'm trying to think if i've ever watched a movie that's been made from a video game and it's actually been decent because i even think about like the assassin's creed movie Shit. like a lot oh, of these God. a lot of these movies that get made from video games for some reason they just can't make the jump 
that's a really fair point. I think the one of the the biggest ways we'll see that is in JJ's one, if not his all time favorite movie or video game. Certainly, I would say in JJ's top three being The Last of Us. It's not granted; it's not going to be a, a movie, but it's going to be a TV show, mm-hmm. and that will be, I think, the next way that they start to push video games into the mainstream is maybe go to TV so you can tell it more uh, on a, a weekly basis instead of having to cram it all in. But Mortal Kombat. I mean, again, you have a lot of professional liberties you could have taken there. So to me, there's a lot of creative bounds within that, that they could have done something amazing and it just fell flat on its face. JJ, tell me when we can jump to OP versus OP being bad guys and good guys, because I'm I'm going to go off on that part. <laughs> we can do that in a minute. I have, I have a quick comment that I want because you brought up a good point. There haven't been good video games. And I think my opinion on why there haven't been good video game movies is because they're, they try to be too cute with it and do too many nods to the fans. And here's the sad part is, is that's cute and it's fun. Don't get me wrong. You know, you can't help but smile in the middle of this movie when, you know, Kung Lao says at the end of his fatality, which I was so happy to see, like of all the fatalities in the game, that's the one I want to see is the spinning hat saw where he cuts him in half because that's cut right out of the game. And so... And I, when he when he threw it in the ground and it started, I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. Because that's what I want to see. It was fun. And he gets done and says, flawless victory. And no matter how cheesy that line is, for a fan of Mortal Kombat, you can't help but smile a little bit. But the problem is, is it's unnecessary to make a good movie. In fact, it's counterintuitive to make a good movie because it's cheesy. It's stupid. It's out of place. He should have just fucking picked up his hat, put it on and left it alone. Because what I want is a game that, a game movie that's grounded in some sense of reality. And I understand that you're going to have to, it's Mortal Kombat. There's there's a lack of reality there, but no more so than, you know, an Independence Day or, you know, any other movie that asks me to let go of some of my, my sense of reality, which I'm fine doing. But what I want is a gritty, hardcore fighting movie, killing movie where there's a purpose to it. And right after this first introduction of these first two characters that kind of set the tone for this movie, they should have gone in. And in my opinion, the next thing you should have seen is Outworld winning the a Mortal Kombat tournament with another realm, because what they don't tell you is Outworld mm-hmm. and 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 Earthrealm are the last two realms or the last realm, Earth realm, sorry, is the last realm that Outworld hasn't taken over oh, yet. See, there, boom. Like, yeah. why didn't you just, that That tells me so much more. I'm like, oh, this is why they're coming to Earth. This, yeah. That's never told us that. They're the only realm that's in the game that hasn't been taken over by Outworld yet. And and Shang, and Shang Tsung and, and uh, I can't think of the other big bad, big bad that there was a statue of him sitting there. But so show that last tournament winning and then showing Outworld coming in and just completely desolating that realm. And you can even use that to tie in characters that will come later. They showed the fan blade. Like, so there was like in the background of one of the scenes, I think in Raiden's temple, there was this really gnarly looking like uh, Asian fan blade. You know, they have the cool fans that they do the dances with. Well, there's a character called Katana who was a princess of one of the realms that Outworld destroys and then takes over. And she uses those fan blades as her weapons. You could have introduced her in just the introduce, which just wet your whistle enough to know in a future movie that's going to come. Because let's be honest, jump into the end. I don't watch, see a poster of Johnny fucking Cage and go, yeah, I'm excited for Ra- Round two of this movie. Go fuck yourself. I need some yeah. more. Johnny Cage should have been in this movie. And if he wasn't in this movie, then I need I need better. I need Katana. I need a better Molina. I need all of these characters that I've grown to love that I'm not going to see. And I'm just like, oh, geez. So it was rough. And I think they had an opportunity to 
to pull you into that story better and give you more reasons as to why Earth was so important to just, Shang Tsung. To that point, JJ, like where was the two to four minute montage of it kind of just giving us the backstory of what Mortal Kombat is, why it was mm-hmm. a thing and showing some of the, yeah, to your point, some of the worlds that Outer World had beaten in combat showed us some of the bad guys that had done that and then bring us to kind of present day. They could have done that. And yeah. to me, I think that for people like Ian that don't know anything about Mortal Kombat, that would have helped them. And then to those that do, then I'm like, all right, here's the tie of how this all comes together. And I'm not saying that was going to boost the movie to new heights, but it would have <laughs> made me feel a lot better about what it had portrayed. Because I think that's the biggest point is I felt lost about why this was all happening. And you saying it in what a, a 10 second sentence, just complete. I was like, oh, yeah, OK, I get it. Yep, yep, yep. It's crazy. So was Sub-Zero from Outer World or was he from Earthrealm? So he was originally from Earthrealm. And that's the other thing that they don't tell you. So it's kind of like he was originally from Earthrealm and he was recruited into Outworld and then given his basically immortality and shit through like his powers. Now, there's a lot more to that. Like, and that's the other thing is he didn't get his powers. Okay, so let's let's talk about this real quick, too, because this will help me kind of explain that that this whole I don't even remember what they called it. Like you might as well have called it chi since that's more kind of like arcane or something. Yeah, you're arcane, which is magic introduction. But I I don't know. I hated the way they did that because (laughs) this is so stupid. Like part of it is like they don't that's not in the games. That's a new thing that they did for this movie to try to explain why they have powers. And I'm more I would have been more okay with. Like just saying that, and then this is why I like this series that's on on Netflix too, because Sonya Blade, you see at the end of this movie, she's got these fucking laser beams once she gets her little tattoo, right? And and so she has these laser beams coming out of her arm. So in the in this one in Netflix, like there's like scientific, like it's a machine that she wears that causes her to be able to hit like hard and shoot this shit out of her hands. Kano actually loses a part of his face because that was the other one that pissed me off is he gets this laser beam shit that just comes naturally into his normal eye. Fuck off. Kano has like, he almost gets killed by Jax and Sonya Blade at, when he's running the the his little black dragon or whatever the hell. I don't even remember what it was called now. But he's like got this metal piece on his face that covers his eye That's they put a laser beam into. And that's the game. That's the, every other movie. Like, I was just, what are you doing with this weird ass? They get magical powers. So it just was like, it was really odd. The shit that they added in to try to, I guess, make it easier to digest. And to me, it made it harder. I don't, I don't, I'd rather you explain it away in, you know, realistic. It created a machine. And then these guys are from Outworld. So they just are weird. They get cool shit because where they're from, Raiden gets his powers because he's a, he's a freaking elder god. So I don't need to know even Liu Kang and Kung Lao. So Liu Kang gets his power because he's in the game because he's the the monk, like the monastery that he's from. Like they teach you how to tap into your, I think they don't call it chi in the game, but they don't call it this archon or whatever the hell it is either. But they teach you how to tap into this stuff to get some some extra powers and to be able to do some cool shit. So, and I can let go. That's the things that I need to have suspension of reality for or suspension of disbelief. What I don't need to have is a confusion i shouldn't be confused by the fact that they reach a point where all of a sudden they get them and then some people don't have to reach that point they're just so pissed off and focused they get them right away i think it would have worked better if, if raiden if he had just had the power to give to unlock people's inner i'd have been like cool done like he's a demigod i don't understand where he came from i don't need to but it works because he's the god of earth or whatever boom they would have they could have cut out all that stupid part of the movie he could have just given it to him and we could have moved on 
So it would have been perfect, but it could have worked. I did have to laugh when Kano did get it because, like, the first thing he says is, oh, it's a lot better than fire hands, you effing, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. I was One amazed the- at the level of vulgarity in his speech like and i'm not talking about swearing everybody that knows me or listens to this podcast knows i don't give a shit about that but like the the blatant racism in his like dialogue i was like mm-hmm. wow they don't usually let people get away with this stuff in in, in normal movies i was like he, and it made you hate that man yeah. definitely he went after it but I, JJ, I feel like you set up the scene for me to go and on on my rant of what really bothered me. So as they were going through the montage of finding their powers in themselves, guess who shows up? And I like the the guy who's the who's the bad guy, JJ. I don't know this dude from Mortal Kombat. The super Shang fast Sung. guy with oh the super oh you're talking about uh, the the blades. Oh, Cabal. He's cool. I like. I I was like, oh, that guy looks. He's dope. a fun character in the game. But I, I, to me, it made sense how they got them to lower the shields because I'm like, yeah, Kano's a mercenary. Pay him a ton of money, make them his promises. I could see that. I was like, all right, bet. Like that works. And but then, so all the bad guys show up, and there's only two good guys being JJ. Give me the names again: the spinny hat guy and the fire guy. Kung Lao and Liu Kang. They they can fight. They've got their powers. Liu Kang is, although to me, a watered down version of himself. He's like a little wimp in this movie, which bothered me. Kung Pao was awesome. He was a G. But so the bad guys show up, and they just proceed to beat the living crap out of the good guys as they should because they all have amazing powers and and in fact the movie should have ended right there because (laughs) the good guys could do nothing like they're all i mean sonia would have gotten her ass handed to i mean she did Jax had those wimpy little metal things. He got his. I mean, there is there's a point where Jax took like that massive hammer to the chest. He's dead. There's a point that someone else got hit. Another human being, probably the the MMA guy, should have died from a hit. Like all this stuff, where I'm like, okay, all right, movie over. Let's let's go. This is good. I don't need to see anything else. But then these producers proceed to. Oh, they all get their powers, and then we're like 15, 20 minutes later in this movie, and then all of a sudden they're making a plan. The good guys in that weird like light realm and like all right you're gonna go here you're gonna go here you're gonna fight this person this person this person and then like all of a sudden they're just amazing so they get their arcane power and then these bad guys proceed to just be absolute dog crap and we see like a four minute montage of every good mortal combat fighter from earth just proceed to humiliate and destroy all of these op- who were 15 minutes ago super powerful bad guys so apparently when you are a defender of earth and you get your arcane power you're just exponentially stronger than all of these people from outer world and they decimated all of outer world people and now we're at a point where they're at the end of the movie they're gonna fight again or whatever but i, I just hated that so much that we went from one extreme to the other in like a 30 minute span how the hell did the producers and people watching this are like oh yeah that makes tons of sense bad guys go and destroy everybody good guys come back and destroy everybody now we're even like so stupid to me yeah i do agree with that yeah, it was lazy across the board. Like, it wasn't even like, yeah, I know they killed Spinny Hap guy, Kung, Kung, Lao. Lao. Kung Lao. Like, okay. But that's like all they did. And his death was even, to me, pretty random because I thought gods couldn't step in and kill people before Mortal Kombat, but yet they did do that. And so the, to me, it was also, well, if he can kill him, why didn't he just kill everybody? 
I mean, and that's one thing where they confuse you because Shang Tsung's not actually a god. He's just a sorcerer. That's why at one point Raiden calls hmm. him sorcerer. He's just a sorcerer from Outworld that can like, I mean, now he's OP. And even in the games, he's like, in the first game, he's like your final boss that you have to fight. Yeah. And he can suck souls out of you he's like cool. he does with Kung Lao. Like he's cool. And he changes ages. Like he can de-age himself. He can Most of the time in the games, he's a really, really old guy. And then like he'll change himself. And he in the game, he can change himself to like other characters that he's taking their souls. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's a really cool character, but he's not a god. That's one of the other things that they touch on that they just pass by and really quickly is that well that would have really helped to know that. Yeah, and Raiden is the only elder god that gets involved at all. The rest of the elder gods don't really give a shit. Like they're kind of just off in their own little place doing their thing. And they, that's why he's like, the elder gods don't care. That's why they can cheat, because the only elder god that even gives a shit is Raiden. The rest of them, and part of the reason is is all the other realms have been overtaken by Outworld except for Earth. Raiden is the the elder god that was set to protect earth so he actually has a stake in the game the rest of the realms have been taken over so what the hell do the the elder gods give a shit for right so i remember them mentioning that in the movie but they they didn't they it makes you believe that the sorcerer is an elder god just by the way that he carries himself and acts throughout the movie so that was confusing to me yeah, he's not. In fact, he he's just... not even the leader of Outworld. The leader of Outworld is Shao Kahn, who they had that big statue of the big dude yeah. with the spikes and shit, and he's sitting, and he's the actual leader of Outworld. So they they really overblow Shang Tsung's role in this thing, and they I don't know, like they just made it. It just was such lazy writing. Lazy. And I was also pissed. Like, why didn't you have Mortal Kombat? I guess they knew they were gonna do number two, but it really just. It was annoying to me. I really, really was annoyed by just the OP nature of that. And then in between, yeah. before we even got to that point, we haven't. Even, this movie was so slow for me from <laughs> w- after the the cool Sub Zero Scorpion fight to basically when we finally got to the temple and through the montage scene. To me, it was just a super dead and not exciting storyline to get to that point. It that's why I don't want to watch this movie again, especially because of that. I don't know. It was like forty or forty five minutes. I felt like that there was nothing happening in this movie. Well, and that kind of goes back for me to, I didn't give a shit about this character. I didn't care about Cole Young. Mm -hmm. I just didn't. Like, I had no, and I cared even less at the end, like when he finally gets it, like such a waste of Goro, because Goro actually looked good in this film, where he looked horrible in the 95, because they just didn't have the technology to create him. Goro looked cool as shit in this movie, but then they waste him by throwing him at this Cole Young character in in his own barn, and all of a sudden, like, this guy gets his Archon or whatever the hell it is, and he's practically invincible. Yeah. I'm like, what is this armor shit? And when do I get this guy a god mode in the game? Because he's going to wipe everybody's with. I mean, he's got his cool little weapons that come out of his forearm. And like, and then the other thing that bothers me with that, like, so when you when he's fighting Goro and he gets this armor shit, he, every time he gets hit, it's like on fire, right? Like it lights up like a Christmas tree. First of all, what's the purpose of this lighting up thing? Because I thought it never... was going to be kinetic energy like Black Panther. Yeah. yeah right? but they don't do anything with it. It's like, it's, it's like this waste <laughs> of payoff. And then later on in the big montage fight that you're talking about, Madsen, it doesn't do it. It oh. stops lighting up. I'm like, wow, you guys are fucking shit at this. And it, all I could think was, it's it's Warner Brothers again. I was like, it's the same fucking assholes that ruined the original Justice League. It's the same guys that ruined Batman v Superman. I was like, why do I keep expecting better from Warner Brothers? And I was like, and maybe it's because they can make really shitty CW TV shows that are actually pretty decent and fun to watch, even though they're bad. But man, and they they are fucking up movies left and 
right because this movie and i guess this is the problem that that really at my core with mortal kombat is this game this movie these characters have the ability to set you up with instant success this movie is going to make money because it's mortal kombat because it has the characters that it has but you have the opportunity to buckle down spend a little money or spend the money that you spend on this movie because i guarantee you spend a lot spend a little more on some better actors some better writers, a better director, and actually make a movie that makes sense, that draws me out, or like Mattson, you said earlier, fuck it. Let's make a Mortal Kombat TV show where you can now introduce the first season is introduction to each character that I'm going to care about and how we got here. If you can't make it in a two and a half hour, two, two to two and a half hour movie, fucking move it to TV. That's the new thing. We all consume that shit like it's crazy. But when your lazy ass writers sit down and go, fuck, this movie's going to suck ass, but let's make it anyway because it's going to make money because it's Mortal Kombat titled. Fucking let's rethink this shit because I'm sick of going to movies or watching movies and going, this should have been so much better than it was. And it should have been. The idea of the TV show, like too often they pick these movies where they can't tell the whole story in two hours. Um, Because how awesome would it be to have this as a TV show where each episode you're coming to a fight. So then you've got multiple and not only that, but you can take it so much further because you're limited in the movie into who can face who characters you can bring in. You can only fit so many fight scenes into a movie. So I agree with you on that. And you could do a cool where, like you said, each episode's a fight and the two and the lead up to the fight say it's a 45 minute show 50 minute show the first 30 minutes of the episode is an introduction to both of the people that are going to fight how did they get there why are they here what's their motivation now i'm actually sold on why they're fighting and there's payoff in the end because somebody's gonna fucking die so now i'm like oh shit i like this character now they're dead whoa they're not afraid to kill off characters right and now i'm just like oh all they did was kill off these wasteful characters and the sad part is is i like the villains in this movie more than i like the good guys i know Oh, they're all gone. Except Melina. She pissed me off. because Although, mm. Sub-Zero's coming back. The way oh, that they course. describe this. And the way that Scorpion can go through the, the depths of hell and come back. And that's where I laughed. I was like, okay. I mean, no one's actually really dead in this. And that's fine with me. Well, and they set up Sub-Zero. the way And the way that like the black smoke kept consuming them. They set up Sub-Zero to come back as Noob Cybot. Which is like this black. He's dressed in a Lin Kuei outfit. Same as Sub-Zero. Like with the mask. But he's completely black. And his powers is he, like he can turn into like this that smoke shit like that's his thing and in the game Han, the original one of the sub-zeros there's like three different sub-zeros one of them actually is who becomes noob cybot so they're laying into that and taking that but they didn't do very well at that if you're not a game fan you don't know what the hell that smoke means no no, so it was like yeah i mean i i don't know and i they tried to be so clever and cute with it and so deep cut because they had a lot of shit in the background that like laid out oh there's some other characters like i told you the fan one for katana there was a handful of others that where they were setting up other characters for future movies and i'm just sitting there the sad part is the end of this movie i was like i hope you don't make the future movies because i don't want to watch any more hot garbage by this production company that's what i was gonna say like i whenever the next one comes out in a couple of years i don't think we're gonna review it unless people say it's good because it just doesn't warrant my time yeah it's so disappointing okay so the last one i want to talk about at least for like the powers that came so jacks with his arms i was salty from the moment they attached those little puny ass fucking arms to him because like jacks character is one of my favorite characters in the game i love playing jacks because he's just this dude he's just this soldier with big ass metal arms 
moves. And it like and in the original game, he wasn't like he was just this big fucking soldier that would come in and you just be just beat the shit out of you. And then as the games progressed, they had to change his story a little bit. And that's where he got his metal arms. And I'm like, the way that they remove his arms, that shit was pretty cool. Yeah. The way that he gets the his full size arms, go fuck yourself. I was so mad. Just <laughs> attach that shit. Just go, we got these cool fucking cyborg arms. We're going to fucking attach them. You obviously can attach arms to this man because you did it. <laughs> Why did you put these bony ass things that look like if he trips and falls, they're going to fold under his ass? Why would you do that? Because they needed the moment in the movie when, oh, he got his arcane power and they're like... <laughs> Yeah, they just like turn it. And where does that shit come from? You can't just materialize shit from nowhere. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit that you got. It's the same with, with Cole's armor. Like, where does that shit come from? The depths of his soul? Fuck off. Like, explain he, to me he where already, this matter he came been, from. He should have been dead before that because he took a freaking 50-pound sledge, 100-pound sledgehammer to the chest. It would have shattered every bone in his freaking ribcage. So, that's fair. point, if you ask me. Oh, I was so it's salty. Fun, it's funny hearing you guys talk about, like, the things that made you salty and all that stuff because the things that made me salty were so much more like nitpicky stupid little like for instance when they bring cole young into their little base right sonia's base with jacks and all that they bring him into the container and you get this wall of like the the like obsessed trying to figure out the the path through all these they've got all these articles and all this jazz eventually it gets lit on fire and sonia's upset because she lost years of research and i can't help but think like we have computers now. You don't have to do that. You can put that stuff on a flash drive and carry it with you. Like you're telling me as smart as you guys are, you could figure this all out based on paper. I mean, they had to print the stuff out even. So yeah. that and uh, Cole Young checking his phone in Raiden's temple. Maybe Raiden charged it for him. I don't know. Fuck so, that's a good one. Just stupid little things. <laughs> oh, man. Well, our listeners can definitely tell like movie fell flat in its face. I will say yeah, we haven't really rough. talked about it. The CGI, mm. amazing. CGI people in this movie, well done. Very, yeah. very well done. I think probably one of the best things I saw was, was at the beginning when Jax shot that like shotgun looking thing and Sub-Zero froze the cartridge as it was coming out and the bullets. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was cool. I mean, every all the all the CGI, I didn't really I didn't really mind any of it. It was amazing. I yeah. really enjoyed that. When I kind of mentioned it in the in the uh, spoiler free, but man, Kano, I was laughing so hard at some of the stuff he would do and say. Like he's like, uh, "Oh yeah, I've been to Raiden's Temple. I know what you're talking about." And she's like, "Oh, you have?" And he's like, "Yeah, you got a pen? You gonna write this down? Go go get effed." <laughs> Just like what little comments like that. He, uh, I was busting up, but you know, and I will give you, and he was funny until they got to the temple and he turned into like a racist piece of shit. Yeah. Like to me, I was like, okay, it fits the character kind of, but it's so blatant that it just felt out of place and forced. And I was like, why would you force that level of racism like yeah, it, it doesn't add anything <laughs> other than you now have this likable character that they have to set up to dislike and i was like but him betraying them was enough to make you dislike him anyway you don't have to put in this arbitrary shit yeah. that doesn't add value to the movie so i yeah i'm with you but he was funny as hell up until that point and the other thing to kind of go with what you're talking about massive with the cgi is where they put in the fatalities that shit was dope yeah, and they had cool. some straight out of the game fatalities like kano ripping out the heart of the the which was supposed to be a nod to multiple versions of that character because he's in the game there is uh yeah anyway but he so 
when he rips out the dude's heart and he's standing there, that's a straight out of the game Kano fatality. The whole Kung Lao, which I talked about, the the buzzsaw hat when he pulls that character right through it. Oh, that was dope. And then what was the other one? Oh, Jax, like when he gets his arms and he smashes the dude's head mm-hmm. between them, that's oh, a straight out of the game. So, I mean, there were some really cool fatalities that were that looked great. It was what I've been waiting for because I can't show that shit in a PG-13 1995 movie, which is why I was blown away that the original Mortal Kombat was rated PG-13 and was what it was. Because like, you're talking about a game that when it came out, like this was my, okay, so I, this is a story. When I was like 11 years old, I got my first Sega Genesis which is, I had a Nintendo from when I was like eight years old, the original NES, but I got a Sega and I wanted the Sega because Mortal Kombat was on it. Nintendo refused to sell Mortal Kombat as a game and make it available because of the violent nature of it. But Sega was like, fuck it, we don't care. So they were selling this thing. And this was a game where it had a, I mean, it was before its time, man. This was 1991, 92 when I got this. And it had like its version of parental controls on it. Like you could get into the settings and turn the blood mode off so that you couldn't see the blood and the gore because that's how they had to do that. This game was so violent. It looked terrible. Like there's these like eight bit pieces of shit blood that were coming out of it or 16 bit terrible. But it was amazing to play. So when they did 95's movie, while it was entertaining, like it was missing that that piece of it, like the fatalities and the more combat. They did a lot of things right with it. This one did that stuff right, but they messed up the story to where you just don't enjoy the characters. There's no buy-in really. And then they screw up Scorpion so bad at the end end like he was so cool in the beginning and then he was so cool when he came out of the fire and i was like yeah it's the real scorpion and he did the get over here shit but then why did this dude not just leave his mask off or talk with it on he takes it off like nine times to say one line and then put it back on i'm like dude just leave that shit off that's funny that's covid i mean just leave that shit off if you're gonna talk leave it off or do better at making it so that i can understand him when he's talking with it on because that's bullshit and then my final gripe before we rate this thing is if Raiden had the power to create more champions. Why the fuck didn't he do that earlier? Because that's what he says at the end. Raiden's creating more champions. I we You guys got to go find them. If you could do that, why are we fighting with these four idiots? Like, make some more already. Like, if that's just something you can do, the fuck are we waiting on? Anyway, and I was annoyed by that. Bad. How does Scorpion speak Japanese the entire movie, but then for one phrase, yell, get over there. <laughs> or get yeah. over here. Well, and does Cole know Japanese? Because he seemed to understand exactly what Scorpion was saying at the end. But they never, there's no payoff to him speaking Japanese. like it was weird and i'm telling you the end of this movie from the end the end of that fight like with scorpion and sub-zero and cole fighting each other to the very end of this movie i like it just i didn't think it could get worse and then all the fucking plot holes that they threw into that fucker at the end i was like wow you guys shit on an already shit movie like what the hell were you doing there's so many things that were unexplained and undid the whole rest of this movie all right let's rate this thing mattson Kick us off, buddy. Oh, man. You guys already know CGI was the saving grace of this movie. You CGI artists out there. You got, I hope you got paid for this movie. I hope you can watch us and at least know that you did your part because you did not disappoint. I was very impressed. I mean, way to go. Other than that, I mean, we didn't even talk about this. The the Mortal Kombat theme song, which there were shades of it here and there. Dude, I could barely remember it. That's a great theme song. Give me that theme song. It was not really utilized at all. You know 
know why? Because we never went into Mortal Kombat. So maybe <laughs> they were like, oh, we can't even use it because we're pussies. Probably. Like, it really disappointed me because I like that theme song. That To this day, when I hear that, it gets me going because I can think, wow, there's going to be a sick fight scene. Never used it. Could have used it. That was a big deal to me. And then the characters, man. Yeah, Kano was funny, but he also got pretty annoying at the end. And then this whole build up to all these other characters just didn't care about that. The the montage scene of them trying to get their powers didn't work. The dead moments from when Sub-Zero fought at the beginning with Jax to when they got to the temple, just scrapped that whole thing. I don't even care to the op- overpowered nature of the bad guys to then the good guys. And then now we're going to go into Mortal Kombat. I don't know. Like I could go on. I've already said it all. This movie, I mean, again, we always go back to in our podcast, there are much worse movies out there. So I'm going to give this a 1.5 because I appreciate good CGI work. But if you want to see a movie for good plot, good ca- character progression, tying a story between fight scenes. This is not that movie. If you are a Mortal Kombat fan, you probably shouldn't watch this movie, but you're going to. But you're not going to like it. And if you don't know Mortal Kombat like Ian, maybe you'll think Kano's funny and it'll be enough for you. But this is not a good movie. 1.5, I'll never watch this again. Ian. Yes, I do have to agree. This is not a great movie. I I think the only reason that I did enjoy it was because my expectations were so low. Like I I expected to hate this movie out of the gate but and the acting was terrible there's some lines in here where it's like i don't even know how to act and i could have said it better than that but the the fight scenes the cgi and i keep talking about kano because i like i said i thought to i was gonna hate this and to get this funny character that was just not what i expected kind of got me through all the crazy non-existing plots so i'm gonna give it a two more because i was surprised to like it but like Manson said if you're Mortal Kombat fan, you're probably not going to enjoy this. So, and I don't think I'll watch this one again. Sweet. Yeah. This movie's a convoluted mess. Doesn't know. Yeah. It took advantage of a a copyrighted name that they, that WB owns and they can make a movie on it and they have the ability to make it however they want. They know it's going to make money because it's Mortal Kombat, which makes me sad because of all the video games movies that have been made, this one to me has the most potential for entertainment. And really, because you have dark storylines, you have complicated characters in the game. Once you get past the original couple of games that were just fighting games, when they added storyline, it was a pretty good storyline across the board. And then the most recent three games have had a very tied together storyline that's cool that you could have literally lifted from your video game and made into a TV show or a movie. And you just didn't. You They chose to make it a mess with shit dialogue, shit storyline, unrelatable characters that, and then, uh, you know, no consistency consistent rules to the game like it's just the shit changes left and right like like i said he can make you know raiden can make can't make more champions there's only this group of people and then all of a sudden at the end we can make more champions what the fuck is going on like the rules just change and it that drove me crazy from a good perspective you're not wrong the action's fun the fight scenes are fun the the CGI is amazing. The fact that they tip their hat to Mortal Kombat in so many ways. And they, when they do that, they do it in a fun and respectful way to the game. I just think they could have incorporated more from the game to make it even better than what they were. I will add the caveat. If you're a Mortal Kombat fan, if you temper your expectations, listen to what we're saying and saying this is a shit movie. But if you go into it looking for the fun parts of the game that you love and just focus on those, you'll find some entertainment value. But if you're looking for a good movie, this isn't it. Go watch something else. This movie sucked. It hurt my feelings. It broke my soul a little bit because of how much I was waiting 
waiting for it. And if you're wanting good Mortal Kombat content and and you two where I recommend take some time, go to get on YouTube, search Mortal Kombat Legacy and watch like they've even compiled them in. Like, I think it's two hours total content out there that you can watch in digestible sections. That's fun. It's not perfect, but it's cool. So I recommend that. I'm going to give this movie. Oh, God, I'm so torn. I'm going to give it a one and a half. That was my initial thought. So I'm going with my knee jerk. I kept going back and forth on giving it higher because there were some entertaining parts, but I just can't put that much into it. So it's one and a half. I will not watch this again because it hurts my soul. Yeah, not that great. So there it is. One and a half, one and a half and two. There are some saving parts, but most of it's trash. Matson, why don't you tell them where they can find us? You sounded so down Dude. when you were like, Matson, tell us, tell us where they can find us. <laughs> it, just, it just, it breaks my heart, man. All right. You guys know the drill. Ghana, Stitcher, Spotify, many others for where you can listen. Check us out on our spoiler freeze on uh, YouTube, especially for a lot of these new movies coming out uh, that we're excited for. Check out our, our website, whatsoverdict.com, especially for the month of May as we've got to decide what we're watching. Hopefully you're all excited about that. Leave us a review. Drop us a comment in our, our social media. We want to hear from you. And always check out our merch. Pretty cool. We have 15-inch mugs, but not really, just normal size. <laughs> yeah, turns out they're 15 ounce, and I screwed that up. That's all right, though. Yeah. Yeah, go check that merch out. Some new merch coming hopefully very soon. So keep an eye out for that as well. You have, at the time this comes out, guys, you have four more days left in the month of May. Please, please, please go leave us a review. Again, not necessarily for us. Uh, you know, we're happy to have those reviews, but more so for charity for Meals on Wheels of America uh, to help the elderly that have been affected by the pandemic. So please go and do that. We will reply. We've had four reviews total between our two podcasts. So we appreciate those. So we've had some money be donated. So keep going and do that. We will reply and, and double those donations. With that, next week, Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. There's not much else coming out, but it's got Michael B. Jordan. Looks pretty cool. Looks tense. So we will go ahead and be reviewing that next week. So tune in for that. And then keep an eye out on the website, like Matson said, whatsoverdict.com for future episodes and what we're pulling for the rest of May. If you have suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Hit us up on our social media or website or just straight email host at whatsoverdict.com. With that, we will check out. We appreciate you tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one. Whoa.